Welcome to this episode of the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining us today, we have newly signed Speedo athlete and American Paralympian swimmer, Ahalia Lettenberger. Ahalia, thanks so much for joining us today. How's it going? Good. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. signed this inspiring new partnership uh, with Speedo, the world-renowned swimwear and accessories brand. They've been a partner of Swim Swam for over a decade now, uh, which is super exciting. Um, and now you get to join in this family too. What is What does this new partnership mean, not only for your swimming career, but for you personally? Yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, this is kind of a, a dream come true. I've been wearing Speedo uh, for like as long as I... Oh. <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Um, and it's just, I'm just super excited to represent them and also just to kind of give a bigger platform for Paris swimming. Yeah. What, uh, in, in the lead up to Paris, um, you've, you've already been to one Paralympics. You, you were in Tokyo. You won a silver medal, the 200 IAM uh, there. So in the lead up to Paris, um, what does this mean for how you'll move it through the next six months um, with training as well as with recovery and with support. Yeah, obviously, like the next six months are huge. Um, and I just went pro. So uh, I, I'm really excited to be able to just focus on long course and international racing. Um, obviously, the big goal is Paris. So just taking those little steps along the way, I have some smaller international meets coming up and then trials at the end of June. What, uh, what do those international meets look like for you? I feel like yeah. those are, that's always kind of exciting and it's cool to travel, right? To different yeah, countries. Definitely. Um, there's like the Paris Swimming World Series. Uh, so it's like a circuit where they have meets kind of all over the world. So I'm going to one in Italy in mid-March. And then we have the U.S. stop uh, in, I think it's in Indianapolis in like mid-April. And then where are uh, your trials, your Olympic trials? They're at University of Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you'll, you'll get some traveling. Have you ever been to Italy before? I have once, um, but I'm really excited to go back. Yeah. Did Were you there for a competition that time or was it? Yeah. I, I, uh, I used to do triathlon. So I went there for a triathlon like probably like four or five. No, probably more than that. Probably like more than five years ago. Uh, yeah. But this is, I've never been, it's, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the city it's in, uh, but it's like right on the coast. Um, so it'll, it should be beautiful. That sounds pretty nice. Coastal city, yeah. you can't, can't really go wrong. Um, so you used to do triathlons. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how you ultimately decided on swimming? Yeah. So I went to trials for swimming in 2016 and I like I was 15 at the time and I just missed uh making the team uh and so after that I was just a little bit burnt out and like obviously disappointed after like barely missing the team um so I decided to switch gears and and try triathlon for a few years and so I did pretty well I went to a couple world championships um 
and it was really fun, but ultimately um, swimming's like my my first love. So I, I went back to swimming. I kind of had to decide before I came to college and then also like before Tokyo, I knew that if I really wanted to do well in either one, I kind of had to had to pick one. So I, I chose swimming. Interesting. Uh, what, yeah. what did you enjoy about triathlon and then what ultimately led you to, to come back to swimming and, and choose swimming when you went to college? Yeah, I think I'm like, I'm a big distance, like the distance races are my favorite. And in para, like our longest race that we're able to compete in at like the Paralympics is the 400. Um, so I really liked the distance aspect of triathlon, my fa but my favorite part of this triathlon was like the open water swim. So I knew that kind of told me that, uh, that swimming, that I should go back to swimming. Do you ever compete in open water or do you see, do you see yourself, you know, maybe after your pro career pursuing open water in any way? Yeah, I think so. And I, I honestly feel like maybe I'll eventually go back to triathlon, especially since it's like an older sport. Um, but I do really love open water swims. They just had their first para world cup for open water swimming um, this year. I didn't go, but I'm hoping to go like next year if they continue it. So that's exciting. Yeah. Wait, are they in, are they in cool international locales also? It's also in Italy. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> Not a bad, it doesn't seem like a bad place to go for, for a competition, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> that seems great. Um, so tell me about your, your swimming roots. As you said, that was your first love. Um, when did you start swimming and, and how, how and why did, did, did that come to be for you? Yeah, I started swimming when I was like 10 years old. Um, I always grew up, I grew up like loving sports. I, I'm in the middle of two brothers. So I just like always been really competitive and love sports. And in elementary school, I played like soccer and softball, but for someone who can like barely walk, like, like walk a lot, let alone run, like those are not the most conducive sports for me. Um, so eventually I like had to give those up, but I still really wanted to compete in sports. And that's kind of when I found swimming um, with like a local club team. Um, and like the first time I dove into a pool, like I just I just knew it was right. Like it's, it's just really freeing, especially like being someone in a wheelchair um, who like doesn't have that freedom of movement on land. The pool is really, yeah, it's just like freeing for me. Absolutely. <clears throat> I feel like being in the water generally, right? It, it has yeah. that effect on people you know, we're 70% water. So, so it makes sense that we would connect with it. But uh, when, when, do you remember when you first learned to swim? Yeah, I, I learned to swim when I was like pretty young, um, mm. just like at our local summer pool. Um, and I, I have always loved the water. Like we have a, my grandparents have a lake house in Northern Wisconsin. We'd always go up to, and you would always find me in the lake swimming. Um, so I've definitely just always loved it. And so then when you started competitive swimming, uh, was what was the first club team or, or, or team that you were a part of and how did competition start for you? 
Yeah, I started with a team called Wheaton Swim Club um, in Illinois. I'm from Chicago. So, um, and I didn't even know about the Paralympics until I was probably two years into like competitive swimming. So it started out like competing at just normal, like able-bodied club meets. And of course, like when you're competing without using your legs, like it's not exactly a fair competition with people who can, who can kick. Um, so I was getting like last in, in most of my races. Um, but somehow I stuck with it and I still, uh, I still loved competing. Um, and then I finally found out about the Paralympics, like right after the London games in 2012. Mm. Did you watch those games at all? I didn't. I found out about it like right after, because, uh, there was a girl, named Alyssa Giolamas, who was like from our area, who also happened to have the same disability as me, um, who competed in it. So I didn't watch those, but I watched Rhea. Gotcha. Uh, so for, for our listeners, uh, you, Ahalia was born with arthrogryposis, amyoplasia. So that's, I think I said <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is a musculoskeletal disorder impacting lower limbs. Um, and so can you tell us, can you tell me how, how that affected you from birth? Um, and then again, how swimming was able to kind of have an impact on that condition? Yeah. Um, I was born with arthrogryposis, so it affects me from the hips down. Um, so basically it causes like joint restrictions in my ankles, knees, and hips. And then it also just causes like general muscle weakness in my legs. Um, so I can walk short distances like around the house, but I use a wheelchair to get around most of the time. So normally when you see me on the pool deck, uh, I'm in my wheelchair. Um, and then in the water, it affects me. I don't really kick. Um, I can't really kick. And then I like use an assist or somebody assists me onto the block. Um, so somebody like holds my hips while I'm on the block and then I'm able to, uh, dive in. Nice. Uh, that's, that, that's cool that you get to dive in. I feel like that's one of the best parts of swimming. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so, so, uh, for competitions, were you, were your brothers also swimming at the time when you started? No, actually nobody in my family is a swimmer. So I'm, uh, I'm the first one. You're, you're it. The, yeah. Why didn't they want to swim? That You couldn't talk them into it? No, apparently not. <laughs> they, are, they are not great swimmers. So uh, <laughs> it's fun when, we, uh, when I get to race them, I kind of leave them in the dust. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that's a great feeling, right? As a, yeah. Especially oh, as yeah. a middle sibling, I'm sure. Oh, you. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so you were the only swimmer did was there a reason you couldn't or was there a reason your siblings didn't join in or, or you were the only swimmer i don't know i guess my older brother played um soccer so he just he just was a soccer player i guess and then my younger brother um he actually has the same disability as me but it affects him more so he's affecting his arms and his legs um so he was more like he did like theater and then he also did power wheelchair soccer that sounds intense. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's, uh, I would love to see it. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds they awesome. They ram into each other. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> um, okay, so so you're the only swimmer. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you find out about para right after 
uh, the Paralympics. Um, how does how does that springboard your journey into swimming forward um, after finding out about para competition? It definitely like changed changed it completely. I mean, um, like just being a part of the para community has definitely just helped me a lot just in my life. Like it really helped me embrace my disability and like accept myself. Um, like now I wouldn't change having a disability for the world because like it's given me such incredible opportunities like in swimming and just in life. Um, and then obviously it like completely changed the trajectory of my swimming career because I've been able to, you know, travel the world competing for Team USA. Not many people can say that. So it's it's been pretty awesome. Was there a moment, and maybe that was the moment, when when you went from being someone who swam in your own head to being a swimmer? Yeah, I feel like when I went to my first Paramete in like 2013, that's when I was like, no, I'm a swimmer and like I can go somewhere with this, like, which, yeah, was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then when did, you know, trying to make a Paralympic team um, become become a reality or become a possibility for you? I made my first international team. I made um, Parapan packs when I was 13. So I was really young then. But I feel like that was when I was like, wow, like maybe I could actually like do this and and make a and make a team. Um, so yeah, and then I, I obviously just missed Rio. But then after that, like, I, yeah, I don't know, I just it's always been my dream ever since I found out about the Paralympics. So. Hmm. What what was it like to make an international team at 13? Uh, that was that 2014? Yeah, 2014. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, like, I, I had just found out about para like, a year earlier, a year and a half earlier, um, and went to my first para meet in like, May 2013. So like, in less in like, just over a year, I, I made my first international team. And like, it was a huge team. It was like, 45 of us because it was in um, Pasadena, California. So we were like able to take a really big team. Um, And I was one of the youngest and it was just like a very surreal experience. Like, honestly, I don't remember much of it now, but. Did you, do you remember your races or how you swam? I remember, I, I remember just being like, I didn't do like amazing or anything because I was only 13. I just remember being like, wow, I kind of have a long ways to go, but it was really cool to be able to race against like all these people who were on like the national team um, and like were Paralympians at the time. Absolutely. I, yeah, I can only imagine that. Yeah. Did, did you, um, what were your biggest takeaways from that meet? If, if you had any, or, you know, just ex- experiences that you do remember from that meet. I feel like my biggest takeaways were like the potential and like that I really did love it. And I loved competing internationally. Like that was so much fun. Like as a 13 year old to be able to like compete against all these different countries and like to be a part of a team like that, I feel like that was like the biggest takeaway was that like, wow, this is like possible and I could, and I could like really do this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so f- flash forward to, to your first trials in 2016, you know, again, the, the seed has been planted. You, you think you have this idea that, that you can make 
the, this Paralympic team. Um, mm-hmm. Take me through that trials experience and kind of what it was like for you again as your first trials and then uh, to, to ultimately come up short of that goal. Yeah, I, I was only 15 at the time. So I feel like I, 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 the pressure and like the nerves really got to me. And that was a really big learning experience. Um, I had just, I'd been to Pan Ams the year or the year before and I had won gold. Um, and I feel like I just felt like pressure coming off of that. And um, I don't know, just like, I felt like I had all these expectations, like being so young, like, oh my gosh, like to, to be able to make a Paralympics, like when you're 15, that's like crazy. Um, so yeah, that definitely got to me at the trials and I definitely like didn't swim as well as I could have. Um, but that was a huge, huge learning experience, like going forward and then like into future, uh, trials meets. Again, can you put into words, uh, what you took away from that experience or what you learned, what, what you feel like you gained just from having competed and swum at a meet like that? Yeah, I feel like what I took away was that like other people's expectations, like to not worry about other people's expectations. And like, when you think that other people are putting pressure on you, like they really probably aren't like, you're probably, you're really making that up in your own head. You you're know? probably like, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, like nobody, nobody, like not that nobody really cares, but like, you don't like look at someone else and if they do bad, you're like, Oh my gosh they did so bad. Like most of the time, like you don't really think, think much of it. Um, so I feel like that was my big takeaway was that like, I really put all that pressure on myself. Um, so I kind of the next few years, like learned to, to like navigate that pressure and and be more confident in myself. And then again, you, you, you skipped out on swimming, you went to triathlon for a while. Um, what do you feel like you gained just mentally from that experience, right? Did you, do you feel like you, you had mentioned you needed a break? Do you, did you feel refreshed when you came back to swimming? Did you feel confidence in a different way or like you had gained, you know, a perspective that you hadn't or, or may not have if you had spent that time swimming? Yeah, definitely both of those. Um, the big thing was confidence, like to be able to go and just like go right into a sport and like be able to go and make world champ like world championships. I feel like I was just like, I just, I had done track in high school. So I kind of like had all the pieces to be able to like put together a good triathlon. And after like not making games and having that like confidence kind of destroyed, it really built back up my confidence. And then like taking that step away from something when I came back, I was so refreshed and like, I came back because I wanted to come back, not because it was like, I had to or something. So like, it was really a choice. And I like that, like reignited my love for swimming for sure. Yeah. And so then tell me about your second Olympic trials experience. That was a lot better. Um, I definitely just had a lot more confidence and like, I had a lot more international experience under my belt because I, I made my first worlds in 2019. Um, and then I guess COVID happened then, and then we had trials. Um, so I feel like I was just in so much of a better headspace because I had won a world championship medal. I had been through the experience of not making games before. It kind of felt, instead of feeling like there were all these expectations, it kind of felt like I had nothing to lose. Like, might as well just like go for it. Um, yeah. 
you've been to the bottom, right? I mean, not, <laughs> not literally, but you, you know, you, yeah. you know what missing a team felt like and uh, yeah, exactly. you know, it's an, I, th I think that's an important experience to have. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, I know, I know what, what the, what the downside is going to be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so then your first Paralympics, uh, you go to Tokyo, which I'm sure was a bizarre experience in more ways than one, just because of how the pandemic kind of made things. Um, yeah. but yeah, how was Tokyo? I had the best time ever. Like it was really the best experience of my life. Um, I know it wasn't the normal, the typical games experience, like just with all the restrictions and having no spectators. But since I had nothing to compare it to, like, I feel like I had a, I had a great time. Um, and I kind of went in with no expectations just because it was my first games. I was just super stoked to be there. Um, so then when I like came away with a medal, that was, um, that just blew away, like any expectations I had. What made it so good? What, why was, what was it so exciting? Living in the village was definitely the best part for me. Um, like it's one thing, like you're living beside like the best athletes in the world. But then on top of that, with in the Paralympics, like you have people with all different kinds of disabilities and like nobody's looking twice at each other. Everything is like perfectly accessible. It just really felt like, like equality and, diversity and inclusion like it was just like I, I I wish like the world could be like that like it was just an unreal experience I wish everyone could have yeah this that that sounds like utopia to me that's yeah that's, right that's really cool um and so <laughs> on the competition side of things um do you feel like it was a very different environment than other meets you had been to yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, it was just like the, the biggest, like the highest stakes meet I'd ever been to. But then on the other side, it was like no spectators, like the the energy was so different. Um, but honestly, for my first games, like I feel like, I, I mean, I wish, obviously I wish there were spectators there, but like having nobody there, it kind of did take a little bit of the pressure off because it was like nobody like there's nobody here to watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> nobody to fakely put pressure on me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah. So what was it? What? I don't know if I, I talked to so many people who went to these Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics. I don't even know if I asked anyone this, what was it like winning a medal and like no one with no one <laughs> understands? Yeah, it was, it was weird. I'll say that. Um, luckily, we, I had like a few teammates that were able to be in the stand. So like to look up and see them was nice. But um, it was very different than anything I'd experienced before, like not being able to celebrate with family, like nobody there cheering. Like it was kind of eerie. Um, but at least I was able to like call my family after. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a good <laughs> consolation, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so then since then, um, how have you felt about swimming? So you took this break, you were a triathlete for a while, you came back, you went to a Paralympics. Uh, you're obviously just starting a professional career now, but um, can you take me through after these, this Paralympic experience um, where you've been at with swimming and what your relationship has been like 
because I, I know uh, we talked to a lot of athletes about, you know, kind of an Olympic come down or, or, or mm. the Olympic blues, um, but then just navigating through the next couple of years where it seems like the pandemic has kind of affected everyone's schedule. And then we have this shortened cycle where we're already at another Olympic and Paralympic lead up. Yeah, I definitely experienced that post Olympic and Paralympic come down like pretty hard. Um, I didn't like, like right after I came back and I kind of just went right back into things. Like we were in the college season. Um, so I just kind of came, I didn't really take much of a break. I maybe took a week or two off um, and then I was right back into it. And so I feel like it didn't really sink in. Like I didn't have time to process anything. So then like I went through college season, which is so fun. And like, still I hadn't really like processed anything. And then as soon as like the first kind of like international, like we had worlds and so we had like world championship trials and worlds, like that's when I really, it all kind of like hit. Um, and I feel like I, I did struggle like with my relationship with swimming um, for a while, like from that world. And even this, this past worlds, like it was like a period of like a year and a half um, where I was just like, struggling like I felt like I had achieved like winning a medal at games was like my ultimate goal so on one hand it was like I just achieved everything I dreamed of like what's next like why am I still doing this and then on the other hand it was like this this pressure to be able to repeat that and like do it again so um I just yeah it was definitely a struggle but I I did take some time off Worlds were at the beginning of the summer in 2022, so I was able to like take the rest of the summer off of swimming, which was like really good to help me like process things. And then um, after Worlds this past summer, I, I've just like done a lot of like mental health work, um, and I feel like I'm in such a better place with swimming now um, than I have been. Like I feel like I'm really rejuvenated, and and I've been just so excited for this year. Yeah. So, so a couple of questions off of that. Um, first off, what is, if, if you don't mind sharing, what does that mental health work look like for you? Um, like I'm now seeing like a sports psych and therapist and that's helped a ton um, just to help me like actually process um, like my feelings and emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I, yeah, I think everyone should have yeah. someone in their life who is an unbiased party that they can just talk to about their feelings. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's, you don't, you don't even have to have trauma or issues. Yeah. You know, you can be perfectly normal. Just like have someone to, to talk to about your day. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty awesome. Um, that's, that's really great to hear. Uh, so congrats on that. And, and, then, <laughs> and then in terms of your rejuvenation in swimming, you know, how, how are you feeling about it? Um, how are you able to kind of restructure your goals or reframe what you, what it is that you did want to accomplish? Yeah, I feel like I knew coming into this year, like I graduated college in May from Rice. Um, and I knew that like, I wanted this year to be different. Like I felt, cause I, I was, I mean, I've been in college for four years and then I did, I did Tokyo, like being a college swimmer. Um, and it just kind of felt like the same thing over and over. And I was like, I know that I, I want things to be different. So that's kind of like why I decided to go pro. Um, like I used part of my fifth year this, the first semester, but then now I'm like 
pro. So that's been a big difference, just being able to like have a different structure and like not be stressed all the time, like managing school and swimming, because I feel like that was also a big part of it. Um, and then also just having goals outside of the pool. Like um, I am going to I'm going to Loughborough in the UK next year after Paris um, on a Marshall scholarship. So kind of knowing what's after Paris um, has really helped me to be like, I have these goals outside of the pool. I'm not just swimming. I love that you brought up Rice and Loughborough uh, because you are not only a Paralympic medalist, you are a genius. Uh, you graduated from, from Rice University. What was your degree in at Rice? Bioengineering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, point taken. Uh, very. And then uh, you were awarded this Marshall Scholarship. What is? Can you tell me about that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's um, it's a scholarship. It's funded by the UK government, um, and they this year, it's like somewhere around fifty students from across the country um, were awarded this scholarship, and it's like a really prestigious scholarship. Basically, it's full funding to go do a graduate degree in the UK for two years. Um, so I'll be able to go do two master's degrees uh, in the UK and just live abroad for two years. That's so pretty awesome. Basically, you're a big deal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> That's, uh, congrats. Uh, Thank you. Seriousness. That sounds amazing. Um, I, again, I, I told you this off camera, but I got to go to Loughborough um, two years ago now um, to do a shoot there. And, and I thought it was a great town and I loved the well, are, are you going to swim there with the team? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I love the coaches there. The The team has a great environment. Um, the, there are other athletes who are products of the NCAA who will be there yeah. or who are training there now. And so I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, what, what motivated you to do this? Why did you want to go abroad and specifically to the UK to, to pursue master's degrees? Yeah, they so I want to go into like assistive technology. So I want to design like exoskeletons and prosthetics, things like that to help other people with disabilities. Um, in the UK, they're just like really at the top for like assistive technology and for like disability rights and even parasport. Like I really wanted to go and like swim in the UK and to experience like to experience that in a different country because um I don't know. I just feel like the UK after London, like after the London Paralympics, they really came a long way in like awareness for the Paralympics and kind of equality and equal opportunities. Um, and I feel like the US has like a long way to go in that. So I, I just want to be able to experience that and like bring some of that back to hopefully uh, like raise awareness for the Paralympics in the US. Makes total sense. <clears throat> uh, and I hope that journey goes really well for you. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Once again, congratulations. That's such a cool opportunity. Thank you. So in the meantime, uh, we've got we've got six months until trials, I believe. Are your your trials are in June as well? Yeah, end of June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you still training at Rice until then? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, and then you've got a few competitions until then. So this is this will be your third trials. Um, you've obviously kind of experienced both both ends from that meet or both outcomes, right? Yeah. Didn't make the team and made the team. Um, so what 
what are you looking forward to about this lead up as well as this Paralympic trials this time around? Yeah, I, I'm just excited to be like a veteran now. And it's really nice to be able to like go into this, like knowing just like knowing more what I'm doing, I guess. Um, having that experience of like going to a games, like meddling at the games, like going through this whole thing. And on top of that, going through it during COVID, like um, it's it's really exciting to be able to do that now. Um, hopefully, knock on wood, like without COVID or any anything like that. Um, and just, yeah, I'm really excited to be like a leader on the team. Um, I I really want to be a leader for, like, for the other athletes. Um, and to be able to have that experience is, is really cool. Absolutely. Uh, and then one, one final question to end this podcast with, what's your favorite Speedo suit? <laughs> I love the Valor 2.0. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that. What, what makes the Valor 2.0 the suit for you? I just love, like, it just makes me feel so lightweight and like, fast in the water and the new one um like this collaboration with Lamora, which is a space tech company which like of course my engineering background i like nerd out about that but um it makes it more like water resistant and durable so that's been really awesome i just raced in it at the tier pro um so it was it's it's really awesome you've been listening to the swim swim podcast Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.